Hey guys, and welcome to the Alternative Movement Podcast. My name is Craig, your host, and today we are joined by Ali Jawad. Ali is a four-time Paralympian in powerlifting and the co-founder and creator of an app called Accessercise. Accessercise is the world's first fitness app, especially designed for people with impairments. Guys, I hope you enjoy our conversation as much as I did. Ali, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. Um, Ali, so I heard about you uh, last week. Um, a few of my friends went down to Perform X and uh, obviously met yourself and uh, instantly messaged me because obviously you, you probably know yourself. I guess they've told me, uh, told you about what I do. Yep. And uh, I was like, you got to speak to this guy. You got to get him on your podcast. You got to talk, talk to him. He's, uh, he's created a really cool app. So uh, yeah, here I am. Dropped you a message. I thought I'd give it a few days because I know after events like that, um, you tend to get tagged in loads of stuff and probably message loads as well. So I thought I'll give it a couple of days. Let that sort of calm down and then, uh, and then I'll drop you a message. So uh, awesome. Here we are after all uh, that. No, thanks um, for reaching out. <laughs> appreciate it, man. Um, cool. So um, Ali, uh, whenever I get a guest on, I like to find out a little bit of back- background information about themselves. So please, the uh, floor is all yours. Tell me who you are and what you do. Yeah, so um, my name's obviously Ali Jawad, and um, my kind of career has actually been in elite para sport. So um, yeah. I've competed at four Paralympic Games, um, and I won silver at the Rio Paralympics. In, in powerlifting. Um, so I used to be quite strong, used to, is the, is the, is the word there. Um, <laughs> but yes, I think um, r- recently, so recently I've started a, a PhD um, in actually in anti-doping in parasport. Um, and now I'm branching out to the business world. Uh, but yeah, my, my background is actually elite sport. Wow, cool, cool. How did you get into uh, powerlifting then, Ali? Because obviously you're, you're a Paralympian. Um, tell us a little bit about how you became a Paralympian. Yeah, so I guess um, I had the dream of going to the Paralympic Games when I was six, so mm-hmm. quite young. Um, I watched a man called Michael Johnson at the uh, 96 Olympic Games in Atlanta, and I felt that actually I, I want to do what he was doing. Now, obviously, having no legs, I can't run. So uh, I had to find a sport that I was actually quite good at. Um, and I found powerlifting when I was um, 16. Um, mm-hmm. My friend kind of forced me to go to the gym across the road from the school and I started we st- I started benching bench pressing and on my first day in the gym I bench pressed 100 kilo um wow and I, d- I didn't know what that meant because <laughs> I didn't know what weights were um, I mean that's a pretty good um, milestone if that's your first bench press session 100 kilo that's what people were people could be chasing for a little while that one but well yeah so that's why um I got found in the gym by the owner and he said like mm-hmm. you have to come back if this is your first time you're obviously quite young um, and that's where that's where I got found, and yeah, l- luckily I said yes, and that the rest was history, I guess. Oh, amazing! So, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how did you lose your legs? Oh, well, I was born like this, so it's a very boring story. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so so um, yeah, for me, like, um, it's always been normal for me to not have legs. Yeah. So how how have you found? So I guess if if you've always if you've never had legs, you've always known what that's like. So um, are, you, are you a wheelchair user? Do you use prospects or? Yeah, so um, when I was a kid, it was both. But mm-hmm. I used to hate legs. I used to hate walking in them. They were uncomfortable. I used to walk like a penguin. Um, the legs were, the legs couldn't bend. They were straight. So mm-hmm. it was very uncomfortable. So when I was 11, I decided to give them up and just use the wheelchair full time because I felt more independent. I felt faster. I felt more mobile. Um, and yeah, I've uh, completely, yeah, just kind of forgot about the legs. 
So that's that's quite a common thing I found with uh, especially a lot of my clients um, that are wheelchair users. Uh, that some of them can use frames, but they've almost gone to the wheelchair because it does make them feel a bit more normal and a bit more able to to get about. And uh, yeah, so one of the things was, as you just said, with the walking aspect of it, where you found you walked like a penguin. Uh, some of my clients have said like I just felt people looked less like at me yeah. when I was in my wheelchair as opposed to when I'm in my frame because you can see the disability a little bit more, I think, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm the type of person that I don't care who looks at me because um, I'm very, very, very comfortable in my own skin and my disability. Um, I don't really mm -hmm. see myself as less able than anybody else because um, I think I've developed attributes that actually matches anybody. Um, so for me, I don't really care. It's just that I felt um, that having legs on actually made me like less mobile uh, and, mm -hmm. and they actually used to hurt my stumps um mm -hmm. so they're quite uncomfortable so yeah the wheelchair was the way forward for me so do, do you have a like a knee joint at all or is it just is it above knee yeah so um one leg is below the knee and one just through the knee okay yeah so different different uh different lengths so that means when i'm um on my stumps i'm just like wobbling from side to side because <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, for a lot of people who don't know it's uh it's, it's very different, isn't it? Having a below the knee to above the knee amputation or or if you're missing a leg from above the knee or below the knee, it's, it's very different in regards to how you move and even down to like the exercise prescription you might do as well. Yeah, so for me, um, I guess the, the, the difference in limb length isn't that much. So I'm quite mm -hmm. lucky in that sense. Um, it's, it's not a significant difference that hinders me. Um, so I'm actually really like mobile uh, yeah, but the issue is, is that, yeah, like um, so when I am on my stumps, I'm on, I'll, I'll probably lean to one side. Mm -hmm. So I have to like do the splits to make sure that I'm, that I'm right. <laughs> Did you find like wearing this prosthetic legs as well? Like, cause it was obviously a different length, et cetera. Um, did you find that caused you any imbalances in walking and stuff like for, throughout the rest of your body? Yeah. So um, it made me like left leg dominant because my left leg is below the knee and mm -hmm. my right leg is through the knee. So arguably the, the right side was the weaker side. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess when you have prosthetics, even though they make it the same length, you are dominating to one side, um, which actually imbalances the whole of your body because you're using muscles uh, in, the, in the kind of the, the left side um, mm -hmm. rather than the right. So you're actually, you know, you're not very symmetrical, I guess. Mm. Yeah, which which can be a huge problem for, for anyone with a disability as well. Like you can find that um, you do develop these imbalances over time, and especially if you've got limb limb difference as well. That's that's one of the things I'm exploring with one of my clients at the moment. So uh, one of my clients, he has a CP, but he has one leg slightly shorter than the other. So okay. it's just about finding ways around how can we still engage the entire body doing the same movements as we would like. So for example, like a deadlift, how how would we adapt to deadlift? Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, it seems quite simple to maybe someone like you or I how to how to do that. But um, I thought it was quite great to start pushing that out there. So, like for example, I've just put a plate under his foot just so yeah. we can yeah. So it, it's raise that leg, um, and then doing the exercise, we can still get that same stimulus throughout the movement, like the deadlift. Um, we can still engage that posterior chain. Both hamstrings are getting engaged. Both glutes are getting engaged. Um, so it's really interesting. I, I found that quite fascinating with. Uh, with a lot of my athletes and, and keeping that symmetry throughout the movements and obviously keeping them injury free as well. Yeah, um, injury free part is important. Extremely important. Um, so which sort of, uh, which is one of the reasons as well, I wanted to reach out to you because you have created an app. Let's, yeah, so, uh, let's, yeah. let's talk more about this app, shall we? Yeah, so um, 
it kind of came to me by accident, really. So during the first lockdown, um, mm-hmm. obviously the Paralympic Games got postponed by a year. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like, obviously when you have, when you're isolated, you kind of have more time to think um, and mm-hmm. reflect. Um, I think that's what a lot of people did. Um, but I was kind of training from my living room um, but also doing my PhD at the time, but I was actually mm-hmm. quite, um, I had a lot of free time on my hands. And what that allowed me to do was, was to kind of reflect my career and ask myself the questions of, you know, have I achieved enough? You know, did I do everything that I possibly can to reach my potential? And you kind of like, you know, reflect on, you know, just basically your career. Because um, mm-hmm. I probably thought that Tokyo potentially could be my last one. Um, and I thought kind of what next? And the one thing that I look back on my career wasn't about, you know, the medals or what I lifted or anything like that. It was actually when I first started in the gym, I never questioned anybody about why I was the only disabled person in the gym. Because back, you know, we're talking about what, 17 years ago, um, I never saw disabled people in the gym at all. Uh, and I thought, well, you never asked the question of why. Now, mm. is it because, you know, you're adaptable? Um, you love challenges and you don't let anything stop you. And because you have competed at such an elite level, maybe you are privileged because you've had the best coaching, the best facilities in the world. So maybe actually you're out of touch with the disability community. You don't know what the barriers are. Um, and I thought to myself, has that changed in 17 years? You know, has the fitness industry got better? And the answer is, I still don't see many disabled people in the gyms. No, I um, completely agree. I completely agree with that, you. But yeah. Before- before I got into what I'm doing now, like I didn't see it either. And then yeah. once I started working with people and asking these questions and exploring it, it was like, wow, there is not, is there? There's, There's not. not. No. Um, and I guess I thought to myself, well, surely with the fitness, you know, the fitness app industry, for example, um, you know, there's over 70,000 health and fitness apps in the Apple Store and Google Play. So I did my research and I thought, oh, I'd like to see if there's any disability specific apps out there, like fitness apps, because I'd love to see how they do things. Um, kind of to also compare my experiences with, with the app. And I've, after a few hours, I was like, wait a minute, I can't find any. Now, am I looking in the wrong places or is there generally none that really cater specifically for disabled people? And then I thought to myself, wait a minute, it, it, I don't think it exists. So I thought, well, if it did exist, what features as a disabled person I'd want in there to make it more accessible? Then I started like kind of like writing a few things on paper and, um, you know, just kind of brainstorming to myself. And then I thought, wait a minute, I think this can be done. Like, why can't it be done? Um, but I hadn't obviously had a few issues. One, um, I've got no tech knowledge. I can't code. I'm not a tech engineer. Uh, and two, I'm not an entrepreneur, I'm not a business person, I've got no experience. I'm just literally an elite athlete with loads of experience at the elite level. But recreationally, I don't, I've got no clue. Um, so it makes me actually not that relatable to the disability community. Um, so I called my now co-founder and said to him, uh, look, I've got this crazy idea, but I need somebody to tell me it's uh, you know, impossible and I'm crazy or it can be done if it can be done how would we do it um so when i messaged him he's like oh my god that's nuts uh, but actually because it's you i think you can do it because you are adaptable you do like learning mm-hmm. and you do like challenges so yeah we for about a week we decided right we're gonna you know 
kind of fine tune the features and what they actually did. And then we're going to get tech company, well, app development companies to pitch uh, to us. So we pick one. And then, uh, yeah, that's how it started, really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so have, you, have, you got, have you got an app development company working with you now? Yeah, so we're, we've outsourced the, the company. Um, they were based in Kiev, in the Ukraine. So I've had... A, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I've had a very uh, eventful couple of weeks, to say the least. Um, but they're, they're, they're safe, they're fine, um, which is the, the most important thing. Um, but yeah, they, they've been incredible from, from the very start. They've, you know, they've done everything that we've said of them and the communication is really high. The quality of work's incredible. And yeah, we've, we, we launched the app in the UK last July. Mm-hmm. So how, how has the uptake been on the app? I mean, I, I installed it actually the other day, but um, I, I wanted to have a look at it and explore it a little bit more and see what I could do. So obviously I'll, I'll let you explain a little bit more about it. Um, so how, how does the app work? So I'm an, I'm a new guy. I've just like, right. Okay. I want to find this app. I want to create a workout or however it works. What's, what's the process? Yeah. So when I looked at the fitness industry, the fitness industry, like globally, it's all about giving training programs out, you know, like it's all about giving personalized programs out when actually, you know, it's not personalized, it's just a generic thing to scale. Of course. Yeah. And I, and I thought, well, with disability, every impairment is complex and nobody is a world leading expert on every single impairment. And there's actually not enough research uh, globally to actually give these impairments a recommended exercise protocol. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I wanted the app to be evidence-based rather than, you know, plucking it out from social media. Uh, Because we see a lot of videos where there's workouts, but it's not really evidence-based. It's more like um, life experiences. Mm -hmm. And I felt that actually to sell people, one, deserve better. And two, how do you really empower to sell people to take responsibility of their own journeys if, if an able-bodied person is telling them what to do. So I decided the way the app's going to work is, is that we empower the user to create their own training programs or their own training sessions. So what that does is you educate them throughout by giving them all the inf- information. So what we do is, is as a new user, uh, just say, I'm, obviously I'm a double amputee. When you sign into the app, we ask you what your impairment is. Um, and then we give you a unique specific impairment video exercises it's like a library where Mm -hmm. we list basically it's got video exercises of every single exercise for that impairment ranging from every muscle group um, and every difficulty and what the user does is actually go i like this i like this like this and they literally just favor whatever they like and they get to create their own training sessions themselves um, because actually the user is the expert on their impairment and I'm not. My mm-hmm. role is to give them that information and they get to do whatever they want with it. And that, that way they get empowered, they get educated and we guide them through it. Um, but yeah, that, that's like the, the kind of the basis of, of the whole app. Okay. So I think that's uh, that's the key thing you've just said there as well is, is the user is going to know a lot more about their own impairment than yourself. And it might be the case that they understand their impairment their capabilities their limitations but at the same time they don't understand maybe the types of exercises that they can do so same as like like, like myself being an able-bodied guy um i remember when i first started training you know i'd, I'd go and find i'd go onto a i was bodybuilding.com and i'd find oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> go onto bodybuilding.com the, the, si- the science behind that <laughs> and i'd grab a program off there and you know and uh, it would be generic it would be like uh like you know you'd follow the arnold program the arnold blueprint i yeah. think it was at the time or the uh, yeah, yeah. the chris gerfin program as well and 
but it wasn't specific to the user. And, and, and I don't think someone with a disability or an impairment could actually, they could, I guess they could to a certain extent. But they have to adapt. But maybe, maybe because it's not got that label of like, it's similar to your app, it's not got that label. It's like, oh, maybe this is not for me. Maybe yeah. I can't do this. So, which so I think, what's, what's I think unique about the, the, the video exercise that we offer is, it's prof the demonstrator is somebody of your impairment. Yeah. That, that's the unique feature because what that does is it's relatable to the user. They get to see how an exercise has been adapted to their impairment. Uh, and also, um, I guess it creates like a sense of community that actually it can be done and it can be adapted. Mm -hmm. You just have to have, you know, the right guidance. Um, and that's all it is. It's just all about education. So mm -hmm. yeah, we don't offer any training programs. We let the user do it themselves, um, which I think is, you know, a, a key feature. Um, mm -hmm. and, the, and the other two features um, in the app are, there's a social hub where um, users can share their workouts or their training sessions with their friends and their followers. And you get to like, like it and share it and comment and stuff. So it creates like a sense of community and you get mm -hmm. to communicate with other impairments on how they do things. Um, and then the third feature is, I think it's my personal favorite, it's called the explore section, where mm -hmm. um, users can rate the accessibility of gyms or sporting facilities in the local area. Now, what that does is two things. One, users get to see what's the most accessible kind of gyms out there for them in their areas. But also, if the gyms and facilities score low, um, they get to understand why and how to actually get better. So it's like a two-way feedback, which actually Yeah, is I was really gonna say that. I thought, yeah, I was gonna say that's quite cool. I really like that. Because uh, there is there is apps out there that sort of, uh, I can't, I can't think of some of them like uh, pay as your gym there's different apps and stuff you can go online and you can look and go right okay this gym i don't know for example everlast or fitness first yeah. or whatever it's has got a swimming pool etc cetera, etc cetera. but it doesn't really say much about disability um access and i think that's one of the key things and i don't think people even think about it like someone that opens up a business or a gym it's like right we're gonna open up our business a gym here we go this is it and they don't take into consideration maybe even the disabled toilet maybe even um access like wheelchair access and stuff like that so i think that's a key thing and you know you're giving your users that information but at the same time then you can even reach out to the gym to say look i guess that's how you've done it you've reached out to the gym and put them no okay no so, so we so because of course we're still a startup um our resources mm -hmm. means that we're quite limited still so mm -hmm. we can't get into every single gym individually and rate these gyms but what we've done is we've allowed the users to rate them themselves. Um, so it's up, so we don't, we don't do anything. It's up to the user because as I said, we're not an expert on every impairment, but mm -hmm. you, the user is. So what we've done is to go, look, you rate the gyms. And if it scores more than four stars, we give them our logo in the app. Uh, so you know, okay. yeah. So it's not an accreditation system. It's not an official one. But it's like an unofficial one driven by yeah. the user and not us because yeah. actually as I said, we are not experts and you guys are. And you've got to keep it quite generic as well, I guess, in regards to that, because like you might go into a gym and you go, ah, it's not a problem at all. But then you might have someone with a completely different disability going there and go, exactly. oh, well, this is this is not good for me at all. Exactly. And then getting that average score, you're able exactly. to then give, give the logo. Oh, exactly. Fantastic. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I really like yeah, that. Yeah, because we know that every impairment is different, especially like for me, for example, I'm very mobile, uh, but we know mm -hmm. that other impairments are, are, are not and they need more support. 
That's great. And I really like the community aspect of it. I think that's a real key thing in anything, really, in any any types of training and building that strong community of people and seeing other individuals in similar situations to yourself. It is very empowering. It's almost like if you can see someone else doing something, it's like, oh, why can't I do it as well? Exactly. So how, how, how have you found, so do, do you have a number on sort of users at the moment on your app? Yeah, so since July, we've had 3,000 downloads of 1,000 active users. Wow. Um, now, that's quite good, considering we've had no marketing and stuff, and it's sort of yeah. a startup. But also, at the same time, we, we only semi-cater for a few impairments at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. When I say semi-cater, it means that, as you can imagine, the content of filming for every single impairment and the catalogue of exercise that's required and the difficulty levels and the variations of every exercise possible, that's a lot of filming. Um, so actually we're trying to grow it impairment on impairment rather than having loads of impairments with hardly any content. So I mm -hmm. think that's the way to go because I want the quality to be really high. So um, yeah, we're literally kind of looking for disabled people that want to film with us so we can put it in the app for future impairments down the line. So yeah, eventually my dream is to have it as the kind of the most accessible fitness app there's ever been where it caters for not only physical impairments, but invisible impairments and chronic illnesses. Okay, so so what are some of the uh, the impairments you've got on there at the moment? So obviously I've looked at it myself, but for my uh, for my listeners. So at the moment we've got um, a single leg single leg amputees, we've got single arm amputees, and we've got spinal cord, um, mainly tetraplegic. Um, so we're obviously trying to put in more impairments now because it's still so new. I think that's why the uptake would have been much more if you had more impairments in there, because you have to cater mm -hmm. for the majority of the disabled community rather than yeah. a few. And people thought it was just that amputee app. I'm like, no. Um, if you look at what we've said in the brief, it literally is, you know, an app for everybody. But you're going to have to give us some time and have a little bit of patience because, uh, yeah. you know, the filming is ex <laughs> you know, it's extensive. It really is. So are you guys doing all the filming yourself or are you getting... Um, cause I did say you've got a few ambassadors yeah, for so, the actual app itself. Yeah. So the exercise demonstrators would call them. They are mm -hmm. not elite athletes. They are everyday disabled people in the community because you have to relate to the community. Which so I I'm think not, is super important. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to have any Paralympians in there. I'm not going to have any, you know, people that you can't relate to in there. Um, and people ask me, so wait a minute, where do you get the exercises from? Right. Cause if you want it to be evidence-based and there's no evidence out there to support everything that you're doing. Where you get these exercises from now um we have somebody who is um a disabled person who's in a, a, a ukca accredited snc coach strength and conditioning okay. coach so not only is he disabled but he's also you know accredited to the highest standards when it comes to snc in the country um so he understands disability he's worked with lots of impairments at the top level and we're using him at the moment to write all the content for us now we obviously know that in the future for it to be truly evidence-based we have to partner with institutions that do research. So we are now mm -hmm. actually looking at university partners that will do that for us because I've, I honestly feel like, you know, being a researcher myself, it's really important with disability that it has to be evidence-led rather, rather than, you know, we've got therapists, you know, having different views and stuff like that. Um, so eventually it will be an evidence-based app for impairments because I feel like that's, you know, it, it has to be just for safety mm -hmm. and just learning. 
Yeah, absolutely. And especially if you're, if you're looking at getting future funding as well for, 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 for you, not just yourself, but maybe some, some of the people that want to use it as well. You, you want yeah, yeah, exactly. to be able to go look like to your local council or government, here's my evidence. And this is one of these super important things that um, I'm doing at the moment with some of my clients. So uh, obviously you spoke to Diana, you met, um, met Diana the, uh, the, that weekend at um, Performex. And uh, so one of the things we're looking at doing is we're looking at getting some software uh, where we can start to measure range of motion with a lot of my clients have cerebral palsy. So measuring range of moments motion within joints and and then over time we can start to develop this data, data. and uh, then we can go to the government go to the councils which we are sort of doing at the moment so we've actually uh, launched a 12-week program that's been fully funded um for anyone in the local area around here um, where i live um to come on 12 weeks absolutely free and then um they can come and train but we want to try and access more funding uh for these people to come to come and train for for free and i think that's um if we can get the data, collect the data itself, we can say it's evidence. You can't argue with the evidence, it's there. And, and that's why the explore section is so important because if the government ever wants to do a, a study on how accessible is the fitness industry, well, you've got you know thousands and thousands of salespeople rating these accessibility um, kind of scales in these gyms. So they actually got data in the app to support or kind of at least drive their policies in the future. Um, and what can be done to, to help. And I, mm -hmm. I do feel like, you know, eventually we, we want to get to a place where we are working with the NHS when it comes to rehab programs for the newly injured, um, that we are kind of, you know, working with charities as well to offer the app at a discount. Because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, as I said, when it comes to, you know, I'm, you know we're not a charity, we're, we are a commercial product, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, our pricing is at the lowest end it can possibly be. So, we're, you know, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want finance to be a barrier. Um, I wanted to be the most accessible fitness app there, out there. So, yeah, I've done kind of, I've done everything that I can to make it the cheapest, but also the most accessible app um, you know, there's, there's kind of ever been. Uh, well, well, especially kind of the foundations of it anyway. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing as well is, is keeping that pricing right, because you don't want it too expensive. You don't want to rip people off, essentially, do you? But at the same no. time, like for myself, that was one of my key things. I was, I was really worried for a long time about my prices and stuff, like what I'm charging. And I'm thinking... A lot of my clients understood. They said, look, you've got to make a living. I said, if I could do this for free, <laughs> I absolutely would. Oh, I love what I do. I love helping absolutely. people. This is absolutely. my passion. But at the same time, I've got a mortgage to pay. <laughs> so well, That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, I think a lot of, when it comes to disability, a lot of people think that disability um, is, is charitable. Yeah. It's always charitable. I'm, I'm not saying anything, there's anything wrong with that, but if we really want the disability community to be part of society and contribute equally, you're gonna have to you know it has to be fair in my mm. opinion um obviously growing up um you know I've, i felt that people kind of looked at me differently in terms of you know at least he's trying yeah and I was like, like, almost like a bit of sympathy to yeah that. I was like, and that sympathy leads to charity i'm like no this is my ability <laughs> i want to contribute the same do not treat me differently i'm going to show yeah. you my ability uh, and that thing that's the mindset that i come from um so i guess you know in my opinion that's why it was so shocking that there wasn't a fitness app like this because I was like mind blown that I just couldn't find anything. Um, and that's why I thought, you know, screw it. I want to do it myself and uh, see where I end up. And hopefully <laughs> there is no market at the moment um, when it comes to the fitness app like industry. But I think what we've done is we've created one. And, mm. and I hope that in the future we have rivals and competitors to give sell people more options. Now, I'm yeah. not saying my fitness app is the greatest ever, but I'm hoping that will be rivals where people have a choice and not just my fitness app. That'll be yeah. the dream to actually have rivals and actually open up a, a new market.
that you can become almost like that domino effect that you've created this. And that's what I love about this community as well. It's we're we're all very much in it for each other. Like it's there's even like you just said there, like you want rivals, you want people to create more accessible apps, you want people to to offer more services like this uh, in the area. Whereas uh, you can find with other businesses, it's sort of like a bit cutthroat. It's like, no, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to take you out of the business. Well, I think I think for me, like the look, there's, there's a billion to sell people globally, right? That's you know, it's fifteen percent of the global population. That's a that's a big market. You know that you know, like you can three or four, maybe five, you know, companies can actually serve that that population quite easily uh, mm. and make you know and make a good living out of it um mm. you know we as i said just because i'm a you know it, just because it's a commercial product i don't want to be the only one in this space like mm. I, I want people to have a choice um and hopefully that domino effect means that other companies you know bigger brands might actually go you know what we like what he's doing but we can probably better it or are we finding gaps in the app now obviously like me being quite critical We've got a list of 200 things we can make better in the app. So hopefully, I create something that actually will challenge companies to think outside the box, uh, and that's what I want in the future. But I guess, yeah, for me, like, yeah, rivalry is key because it just improves the standard across the board in the offering. Mm. I think within sports, like rivalry is a key thing as well. Like, yeah, you, that's the reason you competed. Like, you compete because you want to be better than other people, and you want other people to be better than you. So then you can then in turn be better than them. And exactly. it's that sort of, as you say, yeah, it's that it's that domino effect. Have you had anyone reach out? Any bigger companies? Any other, you know, governing bodies or whatever reach out to you and say, look, I love what you're doing. Can we help you? Can we? Yeah. So the the issue that I have is that um, companies see this as a tick box exercise. They think, oh, if we're associated with tick that box, we don't have to actually do anything. Right. Um, and I felt actually, I'm only gonna work with companies that actually put their money where their mouth is mm -hmm. um, and actually kind of contribute to what we're doing rather than using us as a PR stunt. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so we've had to kind of, um, let's just say have some difficult conversations about uh, what our expectations are. And when they realize our expectations, a lot of them are like, oh, see you later. Yeah, we don't really want to touch that. Sorry, yeah. too much work. <laughs> it, well, it's not even work. It's look, the thing is we're going to do all the work. I'm not asking companies yeah. to do any work. We're doing all the work. We just want the backing to do it and the resources to do it. And I guess in, you know, in my mind, these big corporations have got a social responsibility because disabled customers are still customers. Um, and they seem to be bottom of the pile at the moment. And uh, the answer, the question is, is why? Uh, is it because they're afraid or there's no appetite? Well, actually, I'm giving them a product that doesn't allow them to do anything um, when it comes to being at work. We do all the work for them. It's just we want the resources to do that and to make sure that we actually are making the difference. Mm. I think for a lot of people, it's... Uh... I think it is that fear, that initial fear. And that's what I found when I was first exploring what I'm doing with my company and, like people was all like when I was having conversation with my client, that's how alternative movement came about because I was having conversations like what's your experiences with gyms, what's your experiences with people in, in social settings and all this sort of stuff. And there was a lot of fear around working with someone with an impairment. It was like, oh, they've got a missing leg or they've got CP or they've got a condition. Oh my God, if I do an exercise with them, they're probably going to explode. Like I'm not going to be able to work with this guy. When in turn, that's not, not the case at all. Like the CrossFit Open, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, I had some of my athletes competing at the gym and the amount of people that come up to me after and said 
I could not complain about anything in my life ever again. These guys just got stuck in and done just as well as us. And I was like, they're no different to you. They're, they're no just different. in a wheelchair. They're, they're no just different. in a wheelchair. They're just, they're just maybe got a neurological condition. Like, and that's, that's what I wanted to create. I want to create that awareness that they walk in the gym and not even a head turns like to look at their disability. Their head, maybe they say hello or whatever, but they come in and they're part of the gym. They're part of the community, yeah. a part of normal society, if you want to call it like that. But um, yeah, I think that's super important, that awareness behind it and, and creating that awareness. I think, I think the fitness industry has got a lot to answer for in terms of they've tried to um, kind of change it from the top rather than thinking what can we change at the bottom mm-hmm. um so for example like you know pt qualifications don't address disability that much because obviously i did the pt course probably about i'll teach a pt course yeah and they don't yeah exactly <laughs> so I, 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 did, I did my pt qualifications about 12 years ago when they first saw me they're like oh my god what do we do with him like how is he going to be a pt he's got no legs um but what, so what we've tried to do is now in the app is that um, in the future, we are launching a personal training academy where PTs get to subscribe to the app, get access to all the impairments, oh. and they get to learn about the exercises. Uh, and they go, actually, we, it kind of helps them like understand about how the exercise can be kind of um, adapted to various impairments. But also, I think it means that if they learn, they'll be more open to taking on disabled clients if they want to, and it actually expands their network and their client base. So actually, we're kind of going, look, to the PTs, like, I know there's no qualification out there and you're scared, but actually, here's the app. Here's the access. Go learn. Because hmm. so there's, there's, yeah. there's, there's not a great deal online um, from what I've found. Uh, there is some stuff, like, don't get me wrong, there, there is there some is, stuff online. But it's dangerous because it's not evidence-based. It's just somebody's opinion. Yeah, yeah, you might have one guy, like, I'm trying to think of his name now, I followed him at the very start when I first started, um, fella in a wheelchair, and uh, he was doing, like, little workouts and stuff online, but, you know, it was just catered for for people that was potentially wheelchair users, but then it didn't take into consideration, like, hip function, it didn't take into consideration other aspects of that disability, like, someone in a wheelchair could have a neurological condition as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's, 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 that's super key. And the education side of things, this is something I'm working on at the moment, so I'm in the, the process of developing a, um, a course um which i am hoping will be delivered um so first of all it's going to be an online course it's going to be relatively short um but my hopes for that course is not so much to give like a catalog of exercises as such but just to give a bit of understanding and one of the things i think is key which i'm making which i'm putting different in my course is communication i think that's a very important thing because you've probably had it yourself when you've been into a, a social situation someone might not know how to talk to you and you and you already and you already mentioned about having that uh, that sympathy that that I'll at least is trying sort of thing and and I want to sort of create a bit of awareness around how to communicate with someone that's in a wheelchair how to communicate with someone that's got yeah so I, I've always encouraged people just to ask me whatever they want to ask I think you know asking questions is key to people's learning rather mm-hmm. than being scared of what to say um I guess like when people see what I bench press and they stop actually treating me with any sort of sympathy, like, oh my God, he's better than anybody I've ever seen. Um, so there's actually no <laughs> point to feel anything towards him. Um, but yeah, for me, like I've always been the type of person where asking me questions is, is the best way. Like that's what, that's how people learn. So uh, where, where, where do you train at the moment? So you, you, you're from London, right? Yeah. So um, I was training in Loughborough University for five years because mm-hmm. the National Centre was there. 
Um, but now being kind of semi-retired, I'm just, uh, I've actually not trained in like six months. Have you not? Wow. And, uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> well, after 17 years of killing your body, I just wanted a complete break. <laughs> How does that feel? Are you sort of getting a bit of an itch for the training or? Um, no, because uh, I'm enjoying the flexibility of my life now in terms of, uh, you know, not, you know, not being in the gym for 20 hours a week. Um, but I guess, <laughs> I, I guess I'm actually going to go to the gym today for the first time because I do feel cool. like I need to, you know, still keep some fitness. So I want to use the app to guide my uh, workout today. Fantastic. Nice. So with the app as well. So one of my questions was like, obviously the people creating their own workouts, they're not personal trainers. They're not going to understand how to create a balanced workout. How have you yes. addressed that in the app? Yeah. So that's a very, we got that question last week. Now we still don't know how to address that problem because, mm -hmm. um, as I said, they're not, not personal trainers. But what it but the app it does make it really really easy to create that program well that, that session for them. So for example, when you save a workout, you can kind of schedule it to end, to any date you want because mm -hmm. it saves your it saves your sessions, and then you can schedule it to any any date you want. So what we've done is to counter that, the app makes it very very easy to write your own training programs and actually track it. So it allows mm -hmm. you to put in sets and reps. It, there's a timer there and everything um but in the future we're gonna have to actually start educating people about what is a balanced training session mm. what is a balanced program i think the only, the only way to address it is to probably um because we've got um a blog section in the app where we might write maybe some articles on how to do it or maybe mm. uh, create videos that actually of personal trainers or strength conditioning coaches explaining what balance means um because mm -hmm. i feel like you know yet again like we're not, we don't want to give programs out, but we obviously want people to learn. So I think in the future, we're going to have to address it. Um, mm -hmm. But I wanted to start from somewhere. Um, and I wanted to, you know, create something that, you know, we can add on in the future. Um, but yeah, you're right. We're, we, we've got a long way to go in terms of educating people on how to create training programs. But I've tried mm -hmm. to counter it in the, in the app in terms of the functionality of it. Yeah, it's, 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 as I say, you're exploring this. This has never been done before. And I think never that's the cool thing about this. It. Like, yeah, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just about exploring one avenue. Yeah, look, I'm going to, as I said from the start, like, you know, the, the community has to be a bit patient with me because one, it's never been done. There's no blueprint and there's no model to really factor it on. So we are really open to work with the disabled community to make it as accessible as possible, as easy to use as possible. So any constructive feedback, it's literally send it my way and we'll consider it in future in future editions of the app. Mm. Yeah, because def definitely that would be sort of my concern in in if if some with, without that education of understanding programming, understanding like progressive overload, etc., you would potentially then in turn create them imbalances and stuff, wouldn't yeah. you as well? Yeah. Um so so how how does the template look? So when you create your own program, so you have like, I guess like a scroll down type thing, you'll have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, so yeah, so the way it works is, is that um, you sign in, you get a catalogue of exercises, then you can filter it by location, so gym, home, or outdoors, and then by difficulty and equipment and muscle groups. So basically any filter you can think of. And then that, that gives you a, you know, a catalogue of what the filter is, and then you literally favour the exercises, and that gets transferred into your favoured section. 
-hmm. from there you can create a new workout you can call it what you want and then that saves um to you know that saves in your like library of exercises that you've done with your sessions now what you can do there is when you create a new workout you get to you know track your workouts by putting the sets and reps uh, and also you get to kind of schedule it to, to any sort of date you want um and at the moment that's been the easiest way to put everything in there without making things complicated now we are looking at other models in the future when we get investment in because a lot of this costs ridiculous amounts of money to implement um but i thought the budget that i had i had to focus on right how can we make it as simple as possible without over complicating it mm. and, and at the moment that's the model we've come to but because uh, at the end of the day like fundamentally it's all about educating education and having the information out there so people get to learn on their journeys we're more like a you know a community a community-based fitness app where it's a tool to learn about your body and what you can and can't do uh, rather than you know giving them training programs um and I, I, it is going to grow it's going to grow to a, hopefully a place where we can actually educate people on how to create training programs what the principles behind progressive overload you know, should it be, you know, four week cycles or six week cycles, you mm. know, um, and what they should consider. But I think for now, we, we needed to start from somewhere. And I guess, you know, it, it is going to grow. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be quite a cool way as well. If you if you could create a template of like, you create your training blocks, I guess, almost like your training blocks. So then it's done, like you've got the hypertrophy, you've got strength, you've got power, you've got endurance, yeah, yeah. etc. And you could almost like then chuck your workouts in now. So you know, yeah, so, some reps and so for example, that obviously, like, we give you what um, in the filter kind of section, you do get um, what is your kind of goal? Is it power? Is it strength? Is it hypertrophy? And whatever you pick is actually then filtered into the library. So for example, if you're looking at power exercises, you might go actually, here's a here's some med, med throws. Um, here's some explosive, you know, plyometrics. So actually, mm -hmm. the exercises are there that are right, to that okay. attribute, but um, and you can name them that, and people know it's, if it's if it's power or strength. The issue is, is actually what is a balanced training session, mm -hmm. and that's something we've not put in yet. Mm. So what's um so what seems to be the most common demographic you're getting within the disabled community of like of, of users at the moment? Yeah, so this is actually, well, this is actually quite, which actually shocked us. So at the moment, 55% are female. Wow. Yes. Okay. That's, now, that's early, shocked me as well, because yeah. I would say 90% yeah, of my clientele are yeah. men. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's that's incredible. You know what? That, makes, the, that makes perfect sense. You know what? I, I think maybe because within the, this, uh, the, the, the community, like, because I've not seen as many females coming forward, maybe there is that little bit of fear still for females or women within the disabled yeah. community to come forward and, and say, oh, I need help. I want to come to a group class where men are more likely to take yeah. that risk, a bit more confidently taking them risk. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And and the age is uh, over 35s, which is the majority. Wow. Yeah. So actually we've gotten to, you know, big, like, you know, in the fitness industry to get women to, you know, to outdo the men in any sort of fitness app is actually quite an incredible thing. Uh, so for us to do it initially is, um, yeah, it, it kind of, the stats shocked me. Um, but obviously, like, as I said, it's only 3,000 downloads. We can't really generalize. Uh, we'll see when we get 100,000 downloads or a million downloads, see what happens then. But I think at the moment, early signs suggest that women 
really do want a product like this, especially in the disability community. Yeah, yeah, because maybe they're, they're it might even be that catalyst to push them into going into a gym. Yeah, where uh, now yeah. they've gained a bit more confidence and understanding around it. Why? Why do you think that is? Why do you think women are, are less likely to, especially well, women within the disabled community to to maybe take that jump and go to a gym or or go to a group class? I think it's um, a lack of confidence of the knowledge in that gym. Mm. So, like, do they know my impairment? Um, am I intimidated by, you know, men in the gym? Um, mm. Is it busy? Am I anxious that they don't have the equipment that I need? I have to travel to the gym. Is it accessible enough for me? There's a lo- there's loads of things going on there that actually might stop disabled women of going to the gyms. But I thought, well, if you give them a grounding of information so they get to learn about exercises in the gym, they don't have to rely on a personal trainer to do them. They can go to the gym and go, actually, the app, the app goes, actually, I can, I can do a lap pull down and this is how I do it. Um, and there's a, so every, every video, regardless of impairment, has a voiceover and subtitles mm-hmm. as well. So actually, like, it explains it very well. The demo is really clear. Um, and it tells you what muscle groups are being worked. So if you give people that understanding, they're more likely to have confidence of going to the gym because actually they don't need to rely on anybody else. But mm-hmm. I think in a disability community, you're relying on other people that you potentially don't know to help you. Um, and that's been the issue. Now, for example, if you do need help, so we know, we know that some impairments do need help in terms of like spotters and you know potential kind of carers to load and unload uh, bars and stuff. Well, in the app, eventually we're going to get a, a, um, a like an assistance um, kind of function where mm-hmm. videos, you can actually um, pick that function and all the videos are performed by the person of your impairment, but also by a spotter to understand how a spotter should behave. Okay, yeah. So actually, when you go to the gym, you might not know a spotter, but you go, actually, look, this is, this is how I need you to spot me. Mm. So actually, the spotter also understands how to spot something that's disabled. Mm. So yeah, eventually, we're going to get to that sort of level of actually taking away the external factor and then being very independent and very like empowered to go to the gym because actually, they've got the information there. Mm. And and then obviously then then the, uh, the the user will know how to if, if they are in the gym and they've got someone else in the gym oh could you give me a spot they they know how to yeah. explain how to Ex- spot them as well exactly without any without any awkwardness yeah yeah and I think that's the key thing as well I, that's one of the things I've really started to implement in my classes as well like because I think I, I run a, a class with wheelchair users uh, people that can walk but obviously as I said like limb difference and stuff and it's not just educating on how to do the exercise but also how to spot other people because I'm running the class by myself. You know, there is coaches floating about um, and I can't have eyes on everyone. And I think that's the key thing is not just empowering the person doing the exercise, but also empowering the person that's spotting the individual and making sure everyone's safe. And uh, yeah, it's quite cool to watch uh, watch some of my guys when they're helping each yeah, other out. And they have and to learn quick, quite quick. Yeah, how quick they are. On, 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 mate, they're quicker than me. Like this lad in a wheelchair, I watched one of my videos back and this lad in the wheelchair was behind someone. And as uh, the guy who was spotting went to put the uh, bar in the racket, just slipped. Man, he was so fast. He got there, locked it in place. Yeah, yeah. Was safe. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think that's the key thing behind it as well is that safety but, but, aspect. But it's, it's allowing disabled people to show you their ability rather than seeing them as you know, they need a lot of help. Mm. If you show, if, if you allow people to be themselves, uh, you're more likely to learn way more. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's, it's, it's creating that awareness to, to see past that disability and then to see them capabilities and, and the cool things that the people can do that we're all capable of doing. Oh, I think for me, like, um, 
it's a travesty that something like this did not exist before mm. you know before now um mm. i'm not saying that i'm a i'm not saying we're you know we're geniuses for doing it it's just common sense yeah it should have been common sense years ago um mm. and i just couldn't believe it's never been done um so I'm and that's probably what that's probably why you didn't discover it sooner because you it, like you almost thought in your head like it must be done because you went you yeah, said you I, went away and tried to find it. I literally assumed it's been done. I just wanted to see what it looked like. That's what it was. It was just a uh, you know I was just curious. Um, maybe you know being an elite sport, I was protected of the realities because I have been privileged. Um, but yeah, I was. I thought this is a travesty, um, and nobody seemed to have the appetite because they were scared, as you said. Uh, so I thought, you know what. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to be scared. I'm just going to go all in and uh, see, see where I end up. <laughs> so um, what sort of like promoting you done for this? So obviously you, you, got, you went to Performex. So was you just there as like a guest or was you there promoting the app as well? No. So I was just there to network with the fitness industry to sell them that yep. this does exist. And if they want to do stuff together, we can, we can talk about it. Um, I was actually quite disappointed with the event because it had no disability focused talks. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to dis in fitness so hopefully we're going to be there next year hopefully to to try bridges that gap um, Mate, i'll come and support you 100 percent. yeah um <laughs> i was very disappointed in that sense um but i felt like yeah like for me what i'm doing now is kind of you know promoting social media doing loads of talks to say this does exist and just getting it out there in the in the kind of the gym communities and actually talking to charities that actually we've got something here if they want to you know promote it and you know give it to the users uh, or their members um, but yeah, like it's going to take a, a long time before I feel like we're at a place where, you know, our marketing strategies are going to be great. Because obviously, like as I said, like I'm not an expert on every single impairment. So our marketing strategies have to be very specific to the community. So that's going to take mm -hmm. you know a long time to really learn on what, you know, people really need. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And um, there's a there's an event this weekend coming, isn't there? Um, National Fitness Games. I'm going to be. Uh, we will be there and we are offering. You'll be there. Uh, yeah. We are, Fantastic. We are well, I'll tell you what, mate, I'll see, I'll see you there then. Because I'm, I'm going to Okay, you're coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, I didn't know actually, because um, I think Diana did say you was going. So I was going to ask you the question Do I need to get a ticket to go and spectate? Oh, good, 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 uh, good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I looked online and uh, I was like, right, you can buy a ticket for uh, to compete, um, but you. I couldn't see any spectators. And I did speak to one uh, woman that's going to be there. She's uh, she's competing in short stature, um, Miranda Button. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of her. So, uh, yeah, she's competing in, and she said, like, it's free for spectators. So, okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. I don't know whether I'll just rock up or. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if you rock up and I'll just say that you're with me, you know, on the stand with me, it'll be fine. Oh, okay. So, you've, you've actually got a stand there. You're not just going there as a spectator. Sort no, of no. So, we've, they've given us um, space to kind of have the app there, and we're offering um, every single category. Uh, a free subscription to the, to the app. Oh, perfect. Okay, you can be my you can be my getting guy. <laughs> yeah. What's what time are you was you getting there? Um, well, probably get there from from the start, I guess. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, because is is this the first one? Because I I didn't. It's the first one ever to have an adapt adaptive categories at th this sort of level. Obviously, it's going to grow every year with the numbers, but mm. I think they're doing an incredible thing of actually having a, a standalone, you know, categories. Um, sure. You know, as you see, like adaptive CrossFit in America is huge. I think it's going to filter to to us eventually. We are still behind here, but I think that actually England's always about five years behind. Yeah, five, <laughs> yeah, five years behind. So I feel like you, you know them doing what they're doing, you know, could hopefully reduce that that gap. Um, mm. 
and yeah, so that, that's why we were there because you know, felt that actually we want to support it. Mm. Is it? Is it? I don't really know how many athletes are competing there on the weekend. Do you know? I don't know either. Um, but I've spoken to some adaptive athletes and they've all signed up. So I'm hoping for a, for a big showing. Mm. I'll be interested to see, yeah, see some of the guys there because I've I've been sort of having some comms with a few of the people that I've sort of met through social media, and that was the amazing thing when when I first started my social media page. Like I was sort of I was a bit fearful being an able-bodied person to be honest. Like putting this out there, I didn't want to seem like because I've, I've been working with these guys for a long while. And I didn't really want to put them out there and be like almost like look at me. I work with disabled people, sort of thing. And and it wasn't it wasn't that at all. I put it out there, and people was like we need this like we need like why, why is it why is no one else doing this um and the same for yourself and you probably found out as soon as you started chucking out some information and putting your app out there everyone was like why is no one doing this <laughs> yeah like we've um we've got on like inquiries from all over the world and i feel like actually really upset that i can't offer it in any country just yet um so could just, your app not be used in any other country no at the moment it's only based in the uk uh we're okay. gonna try so but what we've done is to make it easier to scale to other countries because it's obviously every exercise has got a voiceover and subtitles, we don't have to do the filming again. All we can do is um, basically just translate it to other countries because obviously mm-hmm. you just have to do the voiceovers again uh, and just kind of translate the subtitles. So we've made it as easy as possible to scale to other countries and make it easy and accessible. But at the moment, we're only just based in the UK. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that the launch of America, Australia, New Zealand and Canada probably next year. Yeah, cool. Uh, that'll be pretty good. That'll be uh, if you can get over in America. So there's nothing like that in America at the moment, is there? Like the app, because there's um, there's an app called oh, I think it's like um, there's one app, but it's more of a community based app that has fitness elements into it. But it's all about workouts, general workouts, and it gives programs uh, rather than what we're doing, where it's actually all about education and you know people learning. Mm. Um, I just felt like that was the way to go rather than programming yeah because um i think what's the company that's doing it at the moment is it an american company? is it bulldog uh, bulldog athletics i'm not they started doing called, adaptive programs um or under, under is it underdog underdog athletics i don't know it's i think so, so the app is called i think uh pair for is it para for performance um it got it got launched i think last year because they were they were kind of ahead of us in their journeys mm-hmm. um but their ones are more of a kind of fitness, well, workout kind of tailored workouts, I think, um, mm. rather than yeah, what we're doing. Mm. As I said, I like, think wherever, like for us, we we welcome any apps out there. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, like, so uh, reverting back to CrossFit as well. I think the CrossFit methodology um, works very well. Works very well for adaptive athletes, as you said. Like it's growing in America. It's, it's, it's becoming huge. Um, and also in the UK, it's starting to spill over the UK. I know a few athletes that have, uh, have gone out. There's one, um, Charlotte Cobes, she competed yep. last year. So I had her on a podcast as well. Um, she competed in the um, upper extremity. Um, yep. Ross Austin. Yeah, our ambassador in the UK. Yeah, yeah, I've had, it, I've had yep. him on the podcast as well. Cool guy. Um, so uh, what sort of stuff is he doing with you guys then? Is he, is he going to do any filming content stuff? Because I know he expressed that he was looking at doing some... You, he's doing his YouTube channel where he's putting adaptive exercises and stuff on there as well. Yeah, so with Ross, um, we kind of approached him about because obviously, like the, his impairment's actually in the in the app at the moment. Yeah, uh, and we wanted to kind of 
one, for him to go through it and go, actually, this is rubbish or it's good. Um, uh, and two, basically, just to kind of, you know, if he believes in it, to, you know, promote it and, you know, spread the word. And when he looked at the app, he's like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Oh, the potential could be even bigger. Um, so, yeah, he was he was on board straight away. Uh, lucky, lucky for us. <laughs> yeah, because he's uh, he was yeah, quite a big following at one time. Because I know he had, I think that's quite lucky because I got him on my podcast because uh, he had a really big following, like hundred plus k or whatever. Yeah. And someone stole his account. Stole his and account. He had, to, he had to start again. So I was like, uh, I just came across his account. Like I didn't know who he was. Messaged him and said like, I've seen what you're doing. Seen your training. It looks really cool. So lucky enough, I managed to get in there and he jumped on the podcast and I got to have a conversation with him. I think the adaptive space or adaptive CrossFit is actually interesting because. Um, because, you know, Ross did ask me, like, you know, is there scope of having adaptive CrossFit in the app? And I said, well, the, I think we are going to have to think about on-demand content in the future. So at the moment, the foundation are the exercises, you know, exercises for education. But we know that different people like doing things in different ways to keep fit. And maybe an on-demand section when it comes to, I don't know, adaptive hit, adaptive yoga, adaptive mobility, maybe it will be a thing in the future that we put into the app. And maybe adaptive CrossFit could be one of them. Oh, hundred percent. Think it should be hundred um, percent. It works. CrossFit works. Like it's it's fun. It's the community aspect of it. It's yeah. the style of workouts. How the programmings work. They're very interesting. They're not just your standard sets and reps, which are great. But I feel like you know CrossFit has got that sort of edginess to it and that coolness to it as well. And I think that's what a lot of people say to me. Like with with CrossFit and like or any category, it's we see it and we see the elite levels doing these yes. workouts and and almost it for a while i think it became like people were scared to do crossfit because they thought there had to be some sort of like a donis some sort donis, of machine. yeah yeah and i think that started to be broken down now and especially like what i saw over the, the open week because we uh, the gym i work at and uh, i run my company from um obviously we done the open and it was just to see like complete beginners training to see like intermediate people advance and then like your super athletes like my missus is one of them she's doing a quarterfinal workout today actually she's an oh, absolute wow. beast um but yeah so um and then and then obviously the adaptive category and it was just so cool to be in that environment with so many different levels of people and oh man it was buzzing honestly i'm still buzzing for a minute it was like two weeks ago i told, I told ross that uh, i'll come down for a session and uh, see how much i survive <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever done any crossfit workouts or no, so like as a as an elite athlete, we're not really allowed to do any other sports because if we get injured, then we can't do the sport that we get paid for. So, yeah. um, you know, my my job was to bench press; it wasn't to do anything else. But now, obviously, being you know kind of semi-retired now and, and not an elite sport, I can yeah I can start doing whatever I want. So uh, I might actually think about doing a session and see if uh, you know see if uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> well, mate, I say you're more than welcome at any point to come down to the gym that I work at and do one of our adaptive sessions. Yeah, pleasure. It'd be great. <laughs> so, so you said you're in London, didn't you? How far are yeah. you? Uh, Tottenham. Tottenham. Oh, okay. Not too far. Yeah. Not too People far. always think, yeah, I'm in uh, Farrock, Essex, Grey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I think, a 30-minute train ride. Yeah, well, I can probably drive there in about 45 minutes, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're, you're invited at any point. So I'll, yeah, run, yeah. I'll run sessions Monday night, 7.15 at the moment, but I'm trying to sort okay. of... Uh, trying to build them up a little bit and uh, I will be looking at putting on a like an event at some point once I'd start to build the classes up a little bit more get a bit more uptake and then uh, I will be looking at doing maybe I'd love to do something like National Fitness Games dude that'd be so cool yeah yeah so I, think, cool. I, think, um, I think I think you'll learn a lot on uh, the weekend next weekend 
So who, who are you down there with? You going down there with your the co-founder of the app? Um, so I'll be there with. I think I'm. Yeah, he'll, he'll be there. Um, we're going to have a stand there and uh, yeah, just hand out flyers and just kind of talk people through the app and hopefully they look at it and go, actually, this is actually quite decent. Hmm. Just promote the hell out of it. Promote the hell yeah. out of it. Um, so how can how can others help you? So like, how can anybody help you? So not just your your, your athletes, not just like how can your everyday person with a disability help you develop your app more so yeah so uh, at the moment we are expanding our focus group uh, so from the start i knew that because i wasn't an expert on everything i needed to have a disability focus f- uh, group where they come on the journey with me from the start so mm-hmm. we've had them every single step of the way providing feedback um so at the moment now for us to really think about other impairments coming into the app in the future we want other to tell people to come on board and actually go, right, the app's good, but for my impairment, I need this, I need this, I need this. So as much constructive feedback as possible. So what we're trying to do is um, encouraging the people just to download the app, use it and give us feedback. But yeah. obviously if their impairment's not in there, they can still use it for the social hub and the explore section. So they can go to the gyms and start rating things, um, which is very accessible for everyone. And obviously in, until we get, you know, you know, 20, 30, 40 impairments in there, that's when we're going to get the most of the data in terms of, you know, how good is, is the app in terms of being accessible. But at the moment, because we've only got a few impairments, it's really important that we have people in the focus group with impairments down the line. Nice. Okay. So there is an opportunity for not just uh, not just your top-end athletes to, to no, take part in it. It's... No. So the, the app is a, uh, it's a community-based fitness app. So it is at recreational level for disability so anybody can use it from complete novice and rehab all the way up to you know the season you know gym you know you know gym athletes where they actually go quite often mm. that's cool man it's it's a, it's a really cool app like as i say this is something like i've always thought about that needed to be done but as you say i'm i'm no app developer i'm no i'm not a massively great businessman um yeah me and- either help somebody help me <laughs> <laughs> no but it's cool man i think it i think it takes people like yourself that doesn't have that experience and but has a little bit of bollocks to to go you know what i'm gonna do this i can't i can't do this i can't do that i don't understand this but you know what i'm gonna give it a try and and i think it takes someone a bit ballsy to 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 break them barriers and i think people appreciate that people appreciate honesty like i love the fact that like i can say to someone i don't know the answer but I'll tell you I what, give, yeah. me two, give, me, give me a couple of days. I'll, I'll, yeah. if I'll find it out or yeah, yeah. I'll find someone that knows the answer to help you. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah that, um, that's what, that, that's the fundamental. When I first launched it, I said to people, look, you have to be patient with me. Um, the idea is there, the potential is there, but I'm just not a world leading expert on, uh, on impairments. I'm not a doctor, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just like a, an elite athlete with a disability. <laughs> and, some, and some balls to make some stuff happen. Just, yeah, just sure. like, just um, passionate, I guess, that, and I'm shocked that this doesn't exist. That's what it was. It was just, I was shocked that it didn't exist. And I thought if I didn't do it, I don't think we'd, people would have the courage to do mm. it. I don't, yeah, I don't think someone would do something like this for a long while, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, when I spoke to, you know, like able-bodied people, for example, they were, they said they'd potentially been very scared to even think about it. Like, yes, they knew it was needed, but they didn't know where to start. They didn't have mm. no clue where to start. And I think that was the issue of, Right, how is an app going to even look like when we're not experts? Mm. Mm. And that's the thing, it's a little bit of that imposter syndrome. How can you create something when you're not seeing it from the perspective of someone else? 
Yeah, I, I guess I guess from, from my point of view is that now because it is now out there and it does exist, I'm hoping that you know big brands go actually it exists now. Let's back this to the very, very end and see that actually we can offer our disabled employees access to this app as 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 a you know as a you know a reward for working for us, you know. Mm. Um that's why I want businesses to actually go to me, look, actually we've got loads of disabled um in, you know employees uh we want them to be active we want to offer them gym memberships we know that gyms are not accessible but here's the app so so do you have levels within your app so subscription levels yeah so there's a monthly one um a quarterly one a six month one and a year one mm -hmm. now it's 11.99 a month at the mm -hmm. moment but if you pay for the year it's 65 pound for the year which actually averages out at four pound 90 a month if you average it which actually makes it the most cheapest fitness app potentially on the market. It's extremely yeah. cheap. Yeah, on the market. Um, as I said, finance couldn't be a barrier here. I wanted everyone to have access to it. So the prices are as low as I can physically afford <laughs> at the moment. So, <laughs> so there, is you, a, there, there is a free version. There is a free version of the app. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there is a free version. And then if you want unlimited access, um, there's a subscription based on it. Yeah, I did. I did see that because you uh, when I when I signed up to it. And that's the thing. I signed up to it. I was sitting there right. I'm going to sign up to this. Now I had to select an impairment. I was like, Yeah, oh, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, like, it's yeah, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't what, cater what do for, I put? <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't cater for everybody. People, I'm sorry, guys. You've got loads of options. Um, but oh, yeah. yeah, it's specific. <laughs> it's designed for people with disabilities. No, I don't think I don't think you need to apologise for that, man. I think you need to look. That, that's it. Like it's it's an app for people with disabilities. Like. Oh, I mean, I signed up to it because I wanted to explore it and it's going to definitely benefit some of my clients for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I felt a bit of like a bit of an imposter then when I was like, oh, no, actually you give, <laughs> yeah, you, give, you give good feedback because actually eventually like we can say, um, if you haven't got all these impairments, are you a PT? Are you a sports therapist? Dude, are you a I tell you what, I tell you what, that's what you need. So, you need, you need upper extremity, lower extremity, seated, blah, 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 coach. Yeah, exactly. So coach actually section. like, yeah, so like actually like that's a that's a very good point. Um and eventually hopefully we do get you know people that do work within the NHS or have that sort of medical background to look at it and go actually I can use this with rehab um rehab like patients. Yeah. So so does it does it or could it have that well I definitely could have that potential for for like someone like you could reach out to PTs and say like this is so for me this will be fantastic if you if you could send like if you if I had this app and I could download it and go right I've got my own whatever my own subscription where then I can add my clients to it and then prescribe their workouts that would be super cool yeah yeah so this what I mean there is apps like, there is apps like that out there for PTs anyway like for there their, is. There their is. clients but there's nothing out there like that for yeah so I think you make a good point so what we were looking at at the moment is what is the personal training offering that we can give personal trainers to one encourage them to have more disabled clients two to um allow disabled people to be comfortable picking a personal trainer um and three how do we really educate pts on impairments mm. without having to go through a massive expensive course mm. um well obviously we're not a creator or anything it's just information right so we thought, you know, having a personal training academy where PT subscribe to the app, they get to learn about the exercise of different impairments and they get to implement it in their own practices. But you are right. Eventually, it's going to have to be um, creating a template of, you know, programs in terms of what exercises you put in with different impairments for that PT. 
or for mm. all that client base. But as I said, that's way down the line. And it's mm. something that's in my to-do list uh, in a couple of years. <laughs> so I might actually reach out to, to you to, to, to help. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, if there's anything I can do to help, like I'm always happy to help people. Like if, if it means that I can help my community, what I'm working with, then 100%, I'll give it my all. Um, and I think that could be quite cool as well, like to have uh, a list of PTs on there, similar to the gyms, like a list of gyms. Yeah have yeah. also a list of adaptive coaches in the area. Like, yeah, who definitely. can I go to? Because uh, that, that was definitely. one of the things, like, well, I've had clients that come with me now. Like, there was a bit hesitant because like, I don't just want to go with a PT that's going to shout and scream at me or not know what to do or not know how to address my, my disability. Whereas if one of your users could go on there and go, right, do you know what? I'm ready to have a PT. Let's have a look on this app. Right, PT's in greys. Oh, okay, Craig's one of these PTs. He's a, an adaptive coach reach yeah, out yeah. to him and i yeah. think that would break down a lot of barriers as well it will um knowing that pts get a rating in the app in terms of accessibility mm -hmm. hopefully like, i'll get a five star yeah well exactly yeah so like <laughs> for me it's like pts would want to score highly in the app it's yeah. a bit like gyms they want to score highly right so it actually ups their game to learn yeah. and keep and keep learning and developing and actually it puts the emphasis on the fitness app community well the fitness community in general actually personal training courses have to be adaptive they have to have adaptive yeah. elements to it for you to qualify mm. without without that you don't qualify so eventually the, the emphasis goes on education and the industry and that's mm. what we're trying to do make them accountable but we're mm. doing it in a way that's hopefully evidence-based and user-based rather than just keep complaining and shouting at them it's awareness at the end of the day that's why i've never had like an issue with people not understanding like certain things and i've always like yeah. stood up for pts when like a client's come oh, i was with this pt and he just didn't understand my condition and i was like he's a personal trainer he's not not an expert not, like no, i've no only expert. got no, good no. at this because i'm willing to learn i love i love learning yeah. i love exploring movement i love and i've got the i've got the confidence that i'm i'm happy to tell you to do something like if you're on the floor like arriving in agony i'm gonna tell you to get back up i'm not gonna help you i'm not gonna put your foot around you like i want you to explore what you can do as well as i want to explore what you can do as well and, and that's the and that's the problem with the fitness industry because they don't teach you mm. um there's no kind of subject on different impairments how you should train them how you should communicate what what are the barriers how do you break them down there's, there's nothing really like that in the pt qualifications yeah. from, from so what i remember so, you know, there's not at all. Um, um, actually, I've got a client that's uh, looking to do his PT qualification, a young lad named Callum in a wheelchair, got cerebral palsy. And I, obviously I run the course, so um, I, uh, I can I can adapt that. So I will understand how I can adapt that for him. And in, in doing so, hopefully then I can create something off the backs of that. And, yeah, exactly, um, yeah. I think that'd be so Cause cool. Because I, uh, I think eventually what I want to do down the line is if we have got PTs using the app, I'd love to get them at our conference and go, right, if we had to make a qualification for PTs having an adaptive element to it, what is it? How do we do it? What's the, what's the topics? What's the impairments? How do we do it? How do we communicate it? How do you pass? Let's, let's do it as a community together Wait, rather oh. than the, uh, you know, the national governing bodies that actually, you know, rele relegate this, mm. you know, instead of them kind of creating something that actually is not really evidence-based and user-driven. User um, Mate, this, but, is, this, is, this is what I'm creating at the moment. This is what I'm in the process of doing. I'm creating a course for, uh, for PTs to be able to, to adapt their sessions. So uh, hopefully we'll be having that conversation a little bit later down the line. As I said, I'm yeah, not yeah, academic. Sure. It's also creating a course. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but I think, forget about the academic side. It's, it's about, yeah. one, starting something. Mm -hmm. Two, start, something that can grow and have potential. And three, eventually get the attention of the regulators 
to start implementing this, you know, into their PT training. But also, mm. it encourages the person, um, the kind of the, the fitness community to encourage disabled PTs to come forward and, forward and actually take these courses because that's yes. there's not enough disabled PTs out there. Yes. So it's not just able body PTs, but disabled people would actually want someone they can relate to. And mm-hmm. if I, you know, if I, you know, I want to, there's a disabled personal trainer and I'm disabled, actually, you know what? He might, they might have more experiences than, you know, other PTs. That's why I'm going to go to them. So actually mm-hmm. you're creating a a market for disabled PTs to, you know, to flourish and be part mm-hmm. of that environment. And I think that's super, because like, you can, you like, I've, I've been speaking to a couple, there's one guy that's, uh, that I speak to, his uh, name's Danny DeWood. I don't know if you've heard of him. On... So he's, uh, he's got brittle bones. And he's oh, yeah. up in uh, Wigan, and uh, he's he's a personal trainer. He works in the gym. He's got brittle bones. He's in a wheelchair, and he's a PT. And like, he's he's fantastic. He's brilliant. He, he Amazing. Like, absolutely smashes it. And I think that's after speaking to him, I was like, right, this needs to be done. So like, with what I do, my my goal is. Oh, sorry, man, I, I go on about my goals all the time. <laughs> so with my goal, I wanted to create classes where people can come in and train. And then at that point, if you want the opportunity to do a course. Fantastic. I'm going to pick you. You're going to come and do a course. I will teach you the course. Fantastic. Now you're a personal trainer. Right. How do you start working? Well, I'll run classes. Do you want to coach for me? And yeah, it will exactly. be that, 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 that sort of cycle I wanted to create of like people coming yeah, on to yeah. train. Anyone that's interested in becoming a coach, they can then become a coach and then they go back into the system where they then run the classes. So that's, I'm well far off of that just at the moment, but um, that would be my vision. And it would be so cool to create opportunities for people like that, where like some of my clients I spoke to, I said like, how are you getting on finding a job? And they're going, yeah, my, my job advisor gave me um, a couple of jobs. And one of them, I had to laugh at it, as a bus driver. He said, do you want to be a bus driver? He's like, I'm in a wheelchair, mate. And I'm 18. I, I ain't got a driver's license. And oh, I was like, I was like no, 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 no. I went, no, please tell me you're joking. He didn't tell you that. He went, yeah. And the other one was a bar staff. He was like, I can't see over the bar. <laughs> I was like, you, you can't see over the bar. I was like, I said, what do you want to do? He said, I want to be a personal trainer. I said, why the flipping hell are they offering you these jobs? I said, right, go and have a chat with them. Go and get some funding. We'll go and do your course. We'll get that so, sorted. So to put it into context about how backwards um, some people are, when I first came up with the idea, uh, somebody asked, well, they said that they didn't know that the sale people actually wanted to go to the gyms. Didn't, they're like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, what, you don't want like, to just stay in a dark room all day? I was like, <laughs> you, I was like, what planet are you on? Like, that's insane that you've even said that. If you think that, then is it just you or is it quite a lot of people that think that? Um, if it is, then we're in big trouble. <laughs> we're in big trouble if, if a lot of people think that way. So I'm hoping, you know, with the app and what you're doing, we can just go, nope, this is this is what we want and this is how we're going to do it. And we're going to keep breaking the system until uh, we get some sort of uh, recognition for it in terms of uh, making things really accessible. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Look, I think I think your goals, what you're doing, and that's why I wanted to reach out to you today or the other day um, and speak to you because I think this app is really cool and like it, I, I, I'm really excited for it because it's in the really early stages and very I can early. see that potential and I can. It's so early, but it's doing very well considering it's in the early stages and that's just proved that there is a need for it and like you're doing the right things and you seem pretty level-headed, a grounded guy, and you seem like you're very passionate about what you're doing. I'm excited and I, and as I said to you, mate, if if I can help in any way. Um, I'm here. No, I don't just. I'm not just saying that. I mean that. If you need any help on the app, and um, I'm sure we can have a, more conversations this weekend yeah. when I see you at National Fitness Games, uh, and uh, yeah, you can tell me more about it, and I can spread the message, so to speak. Awesome. Um, well, thank you, dude. 
thank you so much for jumping on today. Um, I know we moved it a little bit forward, so I'm assuming you've got a, you've got a shoot off. So we'll uh, we'll end the podcast there. But uh, yeah, guys, if anyone wants to check out Ali's stuff, I'll um, I'll tag his um, his profile, his Instagram, etc., on uh, Spotify and uh, YouTube. And uh, yeah, please check it out. It's cool. Ali, thank you so much for coming on today, and uh, enjoy the rest of your beautiful Saturday. It's very sunny outside. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Take care. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much.